Welcome to the Lorin Kren podcast. I'm your host, Lorin Kren, and I want to support you in deepening your awakening and realizing your fullest potential. Welcome, guys, to episode number 34 today with Kevin Carton. Kevin Carton is a certified dream builder coach. He specializes in empowering people to discover their true purpose and generate greater confidence in their career so that they can enjoy a richer and more fulfilling lives. I've personally talked with Kevin privately. I've done live streams with him. We've talked on Skype. And I can tell you this, guys, he is the real deal. He is truly living his purpose. This is not a guy talking about purpose. This is a guy living his purpose. And that is why we have him in the podcast, because I want to go into his mindset, especially talk more about manifesting your dreams Achieving a reality where you can just thrive fully using the law of attraction. Yeah. Thank you for joining the podcast, Kevin. Yeah, thank you for having me, Lauren. I'm really, really excited for this episode. I'm really thrilled. Thank you for being here. Yeah. So let's dive directly into it. My first question to you is, how did you become Kevin Carton? What has led you to this point? And I know that's a kind of complex question, mm. but just to give us a little bit insight and to the listeners. Sure. I mean, I'll give some insight into like my childhood because it always, you know, I, I really believe that we are who we are when we're born. It's not like we're shaped into who we are. Like we know our truth right when we take this incarnation as, as this human person on this planet. Um, so as a kid, like I always grew up just like just alive with energy, which most kids are, but I was really in tune with my own uh, heart and my own emotions which is very uncommon as a male, as a, as a, as a guy. And so I, I, I'm, I'm just very uh, fortunate to have parents who supported that heart-centeredness. And so I grew up just always believing that I could do what I love, that I, I have a purpose here and that I'm here for a reason and that there's, there's some mission for me to accomplish while I'm alive. And, you know, so when I was getting into school, um, I wanted to become a pharmacist because I thought like, all right, I can help people and I can make great money that way, which was a bit of the logic coming in of just like, oh, I can make money with pharmacy. Um, but I had a real awakening when I started working for a community pharmacy when I was in school and I saw the same people just coming back again and again and again for the same issue. And man, I just felt horrible about that because I realized like, all right, I could provide maybe a Band-Aid in a way, like it was treating symptoms, but not the underlying cause. And I just felt horrible about that because I was so heart-centered. I just wanted to actually help people, not just give them something that could you know, sustain their, their current status. So that, that just drew me, like now I was lost. You know, I was, I was out of what I felt was my purpose. And that's what got me on this whole journey of where I am today, you know, six, seven years later is I started to ask, okay, what is my true purpose? How can I help people at a deep, deep level to where they are transformed, not just sustained to where they are at? And so that took me on a path to, um, well, I was working for my fraternity at, some, at one point after I left pharmacy school. Uh, I that then became a, a certified yoga instructor. And then I was in a well, life coaching program because I felt lost. I felt like I needed help. And Throughout that life coaching program, I had an opportunity to work for the company that you know, was delivering that program. 
And I was very fortunate. I had no degree that was in writing, but I got a, a, a job as a content developer and um, things took off from there. And I, I just really connected with myself and what I felt like was my true purpose there because the, that company was really making massive changes in people's lives, not only my own, but also people from all around the world. And so that really shaped me to where I am today because then I, I started to really tap into more of my spiritual powers because I was more, I was being supported in that intuitive heart centeredness that I was, I, that I always was, that I always had within. And so it was like, I was peeling back the layers of what was, um, what I put on myself and what I agreed to from society around me, from my parents, from my family, from my friends everything and of like what I should be or what I should do, you know, you should be really careful when you use that word should. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a Absolutely. key that you're, you're, you're putting stuff on yourself that you may not want. Um, and so, yeah, I just started to peel back the layers and I, I had a very spiritual experience at one point, like working for that company that I realized that um, I, I, I remembered my past life. Wow. And it just shook me to the core. Because what, I what were you seeing? Do you want to share some little insights here? Sure, I'll share some insights. Is that I like what I was seeing was um, was that I was a speaker. I was impacting thousands of people's lives in the way that I saw my mentor doing so, and I had a, a deep, deep connection to that. I could see it like clearly in my mind, wow. and there was also some evidence in terms of like how like when I was born to when this specific person that I actually was had passed away. Really? He passed away like nine no months joke. and nine days before, before I was born, which we all know that the gestation period for a baby is about nine months. Yeah. And also numerology, in numerology, nines are a symbol of endings. Mm. And then of course, ones are new beginnings and go figure my life path number is one, is number one. <laughs> so like... It was just, it was, it was too co coincidental to be, um, or too like perfect, too synchronistic to be yeah. a coincidence. So I, I really took that on and I took that to heart. It was like, okay, like this is, this is my mission. This is why I'm here. I incarnated again on this planet to carry on my work that I was doing the, the lifetime before. So to answer your question, I, uh, who Kevin Carden is, uh, I, 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 I'm working on this because I'm only 27. I have decades to go. I'm working on, on really like understanding that I am not Kevin Carton. I am not this human being. I am the spirit. I am the soul that animates this body. And that soul will come back again and again and again as long as my work is not completed yet. So I am a being of light that is here to uplift the consciousness of humanity. And I do that through helping others connect with their soul's purpose because that is so needed in this world that we're so disconnected from our soul. We don't know that, that deep inner place within us and we don't live from that on a daily basis. I, I, I have, I've, have had experience with living from that. That's why you, you know, when you share, it's like, I'm living my purpose, not just talking about it. That's true. And the, I, I go back and forth with it too. I get, I get, uh, um, what's the word for it? Like the, the veil is over my eyes sometimes yeah. or like I get, I get tricked by illusion. I get, I get sucked into it too. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, that's the human experience. Uh, we wouldn't yeah. be human if we were a hundred percent all the time, always living in that, that, that soul spirit place. And um, a wise person once told me, 
love your mind too. Mm -hmm. Love these dark thoughts, accept them. They're part of the human experience. And I think it's so beautiful that you mentioned that because a lot of people, when they envision like a Buddha, a Christ, a Mohammed, or whatever you use right now, these powerful people who have lived mm -hmm. and really left something, a deep impact in this world. Yeah. They had, I'm sure they had insecurities too. Yeah. No matter how far they were, no matter how powerful you become as a human being, the humanness will never be gone as long as we're here on earth. Right. Yeah. So as long as we're breathing. <laughs> absolutely. I just, it's just part. And I think really also for the listeners right now, would you agree with me that it's more about accepting our humanness than trying to get rid of it? hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's the journey. It really is. Like I took a class one time I was, when I was in uh, my yoga life, because I'm not a teacher anymore. I don't teach yoga yeah. anymore, but I still practice. But when I went to a, a, um, a yoga center called uh, Kripalu, which is on the East Coast of America, and it's a massive facility. It's beautiful. There's, there's dozens of, of just like world teachers there of yoga. And there was one class that I took called the um, like riding the waves of consciousness. And I love that idea. Because the teacher shared that it, like the, the way the infinite works is that, I mean, it's infinite. It's everywhere. It's everywhere present and we have access to it. But we have times in our life where we forget that we're connected. And then we come back to it. It's like, oh, I'm connected. And that, that, that give and take, that, that it's like the tides of the ocean. And it's meant to happen that way. Because again, if we were fully conscious and always connected, then we wouldn't be human. We would yeah. be a spirit that we, could, we actually couldn't be living in this, this human body. So it's not meant to be you know, states that you live in, in your humanness, but it's to be experienced. It's, it's yeah, like, I, I believe our journey is to know ourselves as who we really are as that spirit while we're alive. Yeah, I loved it. And I think Carl Jung said, if you want to reach heaven, your roots have to dig deep into hell. Mm -hmm. And I just loved it because that metaphor really, just reminds me of the beauty and the power of potent wisdom yeah. you just shared. Yeah, that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. So let's jump directly into a topic. Sure. You are a dream builder coach. You yeah. work with law of attraction. Mm -hmm. You help people manifest their dream life. So I would love to go deeper into manifestation because you yeah. see so many Instagram quotes about how to manifest, how yep. to do this and that. But I know that it's just deeper and I know yep. you've practiced these things and not just read a couple of books mm -hmm. so to just give the listeners a little insight. What is manifestation and how does it work or which principles do you follow? Sure. So uh, we have to begin with the foundation of what manifestation is. Manifestation is happening every single second of our lives. You can't not, you can't not manifest what you can do is become a more conscious manifester. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's deep. That just hit me. Wow. <laughs> Cause that, but, but does that yeah. mean nothing is neutral then? No, it's, I mean, everything is neutral, you know, but we place meaning on it and yeah. it's what we, it's like you, you manifest something that is more expansive for your life or it's more in alignment with what you do yeah. want rather than what you don't want. Because the, the person who is, who is you know, homeless on the street right now, yes, there may be things that have happened in his life that he um, couldn't control because that does happen. We have, we're in a sea of 
manifestors. There's seven plus billion people on this planet that all are affecting each other in terms of manifestation. And we all have choices, what we think. So that person who's on the street has the same power of manifesting than the, the person who is deeply connected with their purpose and living that out and, and impacting hundreds and thousands of people's lives, like the spiritual teachers of our time. Like same power, just used in different ways. And it all begins with our thinking. Because, because I'm almost in the science realm, as you know, because like I went to school yeah. to get my doctorate in pharmacy. I, I'm rooted in that world as well. Um, so I kind of blend both. When we think a thought, it generates an electrical impulse. Like we can see this with you know, our, our modern technology. You can see it lighting up. It generates an electrical impulse that carries uh, through the cerebral fluid around our brain and then up and down the spinal cord. So those thoughts literally affect our entire physiology because that electrical impulse carries throughout our body. And then that feeling that we feel causes us to take action in certain ways. And then that action is the way we draw to ourselves what we want. But it, it, our thought and that, that, that vibration, that electrical impulse doesn't end with our skin and our body. It, it causes us to move, but that impulse also starts to draw to us what we want. Because everything is one. You know, it's, the, it's the monastic theory that every, all is one and one is everything. So when you are being this version of yourself and, and thinking in a certain way that is in alignment with what you want, it signifies the entire universe that it's like, okay, Lauren, Lauren wants an amazing podcast that people listen to from all around the world. You're taking action to do that. And yeah. people are being drawn to you that you have never met and they've never met you to hear yeah. your podcast and be inspired. Does that mean the place from where the manifestation starts? Is that necessarily a thought? Or is this, can this be something deeper, like an, like an intention or a deeper feeling, a deeper knowing? Thought is the action. Yeah. yeah. The, okay, that makes sense. Yep. The atten it's kind of like a feedback loop. Like you mentioned like the deeper knowing. That deeper knowing it, that's in our body, because our, our body uh, holds, hosts our subconscious mind. Uh, all of the cells of our being has a part of our subconscious mind within it. Our conscious mind, we just experience most of the time as in our brain. Um, but that subconscious mind has intelligence as well. And so you're speaking of like deeper knowing and then that intention that goes deep into the body, which can be, can be experienced as a feeling, but not always, because that feeling doesn't always have to be something where it's like, I feel elated. It could be yeah. a sense of calmness, which not a lot of people say is like, oh, that's a feeling because it's something that you embody rather than it's like something like joy or, or ecstasy that like you can yeah. viscerally like feels like oh there it is this you know? reminds me of when i'm really feeling in alignment i feel like every thought every emotion every action i'm doing just feels right mm. i cannot describe it differently but it feels right on a deeper level like my entire body is vibrating in this in this feeling of this is the right thing to do mm -hmm. and, and and there is a sense of immense calmness in that yeah this reminds me of what you just talked about. This is there. It's just immense calmness, immense yeah. calmness. Everything is just okay in that state. Yeah. What you're, what you, ex, you're expressing right now, how I like to describe it is that, and while I was, I was trying to make this distinction that like a few, like there's different levels of feelings. You're, you're talking about an experience, not a, not a feeling like a feeling like the experience goes way deeper. And, it, and it's yeah. more of your body. It's like all of you, because I've heard it this said, and this is just fascinating to think about that. 
your soul is not in your body. Your body is in your soul. As in your soul, your spirit is larger, is, is more expansive than this physical being that you, we think of as us most of the time. And so that calmness that is just all of you, it's, it's even beyond your skin. And so like, that's, that's an experience. That's the embodiment. That's you. And you're really um, coming from that place, not just a feeling like it's your spirit is in, it's just impacting your entire body rather than your body impacting your spirit. Yeah, absolutely. And the Egyptians call it Ka. They call it mm. the light body, which is referred yeah. to as soul. Yep. And it's often referred to, like you said, energetical body. Yep. It's the opposite or the, the counterpart to this physical body. Yeah. It's often referred to as soul. And interesting that you mentioned this because I'm doing currently meditations that strengthen the Ka body, Egyptian mm. tantric meditations. Mm -hmm. And it is said in these meditations, correct me if I'm wrong, that the more you strengthen this energetical body, the more powerful your electromagnetic field becomes and the easier you start to manifest something from the core of your being. Yes, 100%. Because wow. think about it, like uh, you, you, know, you, you use the word like an energetic being or a light body. Think of light itself. Like uh, I'm looking up a, at a lamp that I have in my room. Lamps and, and you have a lamp in your room too. Like exactly. sure the listener listening has some source of light in their we, we, we hope that we just yeah, hope, hope so. That. Absolutely. <laughs> and so that light has a certain like energy to it. As in like my the light bulb that I probably have is probably like 120 watts. And maybe there's different um, you know, uh, voltages or whatever that is around the world that has different measurements. But that can be increased and then you'll have more light. And that light can be shown and, and can express in greater and farther ways that could be felt. You know, so it's, I would say it's, it probably, it just happens faster. Like you say, actually, yeah, you said it, it happens just quicker. Yeah. Uh, it's not that like you um, become better than anyone else because we all have this capacity, you know, but yeah, it's I just that it. you're, you're training it. You know, it's just like a muscle. You know, everyone has the capacity to have strong muscles in some way in their one, whatever form that is, but yeah. So you would say that manifesting is an art and it can be trained like a muscle to yes. manifest consciously. I mean, you said we're manifesting yeah. all the time, of course. Yeah. It, it can be, it's just um, like, think of like, you know, art that you mentioned as an art because it is an art, you know, an artist gets better and better over time. Yeah. As they hone their skills, like they, they, you know, get better with shadow work, a shadow, literally shadow work. I can't check yeah, literally shadow work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You really got to work on your own personal shadow work. But yeah, like as artists, like, yeah, they, they work better with shadows or like, like coloring things in and like distance and depth and all that. Yeah. You learn over time. So could you give an example that you experienced in your life where you manifested, attracted something that you thought before was not possible? Mm. Let me think about that for a second. Yeah, this is um, one of the, uh, the most profound experiences I had. Um, and in many ways, it's simple, but um, it's still looking back, it blows my mind. So when I first got connected with my mentor, her name is Mary Morrissey. This is where I learned a lot of my spiritual knowledge. And I've been working with her since 2014. When I first connected with her, I had this just deep knowing that she was not only my teacher, my mentor, but someone that I've known in my past life. I didn't know it at the time, but I just felt this deep connection. And so 
in, in, at that time, and she was the one who was teaching me like this dream building process of like getting clear on what you want and then setting your intention for it, acting in that certain, in a certain way to, to create that reality in your life, like manifest it. And I, and she, she encouraged uh, her students to dream big, which you be all, everyone probably has heard. It's like, yeah, dream big. Like nothing is impossible. Uh, I say to an extent that's true. Because if you say like dream big, it's like, okay, I'm going to earn a billion dollars in one day that, that in the realm of infinite possibilities. Yeah, that's possible. And let's look at where you've been. It's like, what's your, your, your uh, state of normal. So like there's a level of like dreaming big where it's like beyond your comfort zone, but not so far that it's literally ludicrous. Like yeah. in terms of like, what's like more probable because everything is possible, but more probable because um, yeah, we are I working with the human realm. You know, we still have to uh, act in certain ways and we have our own paradigms we have to let go of and things we have to heal and so many different things. But she said, dream big. So I was like, you know what? All right, I'm going to dream big. What would I love? That was, that's a key question to ask. What would I love? Cause it's coming from the heart, not from the head, the head that, and then, which is often connected with, connected with our ego wants certain things that like, Oh, the fancy car, the nice house, like the, the sexy uh, wife or the, the hot uh, husband, whatever it is. Like, although many of those things not wrong, but if you really connect with your heart, like what would you actually love? And so I, I dreamed up, you know, what is what I love? I had this crazy idea that I would be mentored personally by Mary Morrissey. Wow. And that I would, I would work with her, not for her, with her, which was crazy. I, I mean, I just got out of pharmacy school. I had no degree, no, no experience in personal development other than reading maybe about 20 different personal development books. And I had this desire. So I, I, I never thought it would be possible, but I just held the vision. And I imagined what would that look like? Like me being on, on Zoom calls with her and like working on some of her stuff like that she's got going on, her presentations, like giving her my ideas and collaborating with her. And I just had this idea. I mean, she's a world teacher. She's, she's like in her 70s and she's like talked to the UN. She's worked with Gandhi's grandkids. Like she's written two best-selling books, like so many amazing things. At my level, like I was 22, like that's crazy. But I kept holding the vision, holding the vision, holding a vision. And a year and a half later, I started working for her company. And I thought like, okay, I'm on my way, right? But it was about a year into working for her company that I was working one of her events. And um, we all have like a debrief, debrief meeting at the end. And I, uh, I went up to her, just like, hey, it was great, great uh, um, being with you. Like, I, I love working for you. And she said something interesting in response. Instead of saying like, it's a pleasure to work for, like, um, it's a pleasure to have you on our team as well. Yeah. And it's a pleasure to work with you. The, the wording she chose was with you. And I just got like chills to my toes because I was living my dream. I was living my vision. And then a month or two later, we started talking more regularly. I got on calls with her where I was helping her with her scripts that she was creating for videos that she wanted to create. Like, it was just such an interesting experience. And it was because I was connected with that vision from my heart, not thinking like, oh, this is my personal gain, but it's actually something that I would absolutely love that's in alignment with me and what I believe I'm here to do. So I don't believe it's possible to manifest anything as in um, like what I was going back to, just like things that come from your ego and your, your mind, like you could force your way to that 
but it's never going to be anything that's truly fulfilling. So I really believe that we can manifest anything that is in alignment with our heart and with who we really are. And that, that takes time to discover, you know? So I think people get messed up in that where they, they're like, okay, like I've, I've learned about manifesting in the law of attraction. I'm going to get everything, like everything I want. And, and they fall short because it's actually not in alignment with your heart. And so you're it's actually- So you're saying you have to dig yeah. deep and do the actual soul search. Yes. Yes. And this process, and it's just deeper than just, hey, I'm just going to read that book, saw that movie. I'm just going to start manifesting. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I mean, sometimes you see it everywhere. On the, you see it more often on the internet, people talking about the law of attraction, using it to tell people, hey, we're going to give you the dream car, the dream house. Yeah. But I mean, when I look at also these testimonials from these people, I don't want to judge here, but I see that these people have the dream house and have the dream car. But you can just sense that inside, they're not experiencing this dream life. Mm, yeah. And I think, I think that's, that doesn't mean you, that means you're not in alignment, right? Mm -hmm. What you were re referring to, because if it really comes from your heart, you can manifest whatever you want. But already from the beginning on, before you manifested anything, you actually always already have it. At least yeah. the vibration of this abundance and fullness and richness. Exactly. Yeah, because there's a burning desire has to be present for yeah. what you want. And often like that desire, like it's again, just knowing who you really are, that desire sometimes like people, that's what I was saying, like sometimes people force and can get things because in their mind, which is just undeveloped in some certain ways, and not, this is not a judgment. We all have had at times in our life, undeveloped consciousness. And yeah. we still go through those phases as we talked about in the very beginning. You know, so it's, it's a way of, of learning about yourself. So I don't think it's anything that's wrong. It's just that it's a learning process for everyone. But that, that burning desire has to come from a true place in your heart rather than something that's like it would you know, satisfy like what you think was success to society or would get you, you know, um, public like, you know, uh, uh, praise and you know, yeah. all these different things. It's really and checking it's, in. It's crazy you mentioned this because also if I just tune into my vision and I would say it's really coming deeply from my heart, it's just giving me chills all over my body, man. It just mm -hmm. the thought of it can empower me so much yeah. that no matter what current experience I am experiencing, no matter what my reality right now looks like, this vision is so strong, so full of fire that it doesn't matter where I am. Yeah. Just the thought of it lights me up. And I think you experienced the exact same thing. Yeah. And, and that is where, you, so I think a huge part of helping people and you, your work as a coach in helping people living the dream life is helping them to dig deep and discover what they truly, truly, truly want. Yes. Because exactly. that takes quite like a, a lot of process and a lot of shadow work as well, like you mentioned yeah. earlier. In fact, the, the first month, it's about a, it's about a month. Is, and when I started working with someone, it's a, a full month. We go deep into discovering what those true well, desires before are. Before you go into any of the manifestation, tec manifestation techniques or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I love that. That makes completely know. sense. Yeah. Because once you, you got to be clear, you got to be yeah. clear. And once you know, then you're off to the races. It'll, it'll, it'll manifest that much quicker. Yeah. Because you become more powerful because you're more connected. That leads me to a question I wanted to ask you. How important is clarity 
in the manifestation or using the law of attraction process? Is it like the key component? It's yeah, it's, it's, uh, you can't, you can't manifest without it. You can't manifest it in, in a precise way without it. And I'll give you yeah. an example, a funny example. <laughs> um, when I, w I went to um, Bali, Indonesia with my mentor uh, in 2016 for a spiritual pilgrimage and it was in February. So while we were there for two weeks, it was um, uh, Valentine's day. And so I, I brought, had brought a red tie because, you know, just to dress up and we were going to have a dinner. And, uh, but I, I, one of, uh, um, the members there, one of the pilgrims with us had a, had a bow tie. I was like, Ooh, I really like that bow tie. I want a bow tie. So I was thinking like, okay, I want a red bow tie. There's gotta be a red bow tie somewhere around here that I can buy. So I went on a journey. Like it took, like I, 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 I went on, like I rented a moped and I, uh, I went out searching and this in, in Bali and in, in Ubud, which is the main like, biggest city. There's not that, that many main shops as we think of in our more modern cities. And so there were like a handful of like Ralph Lauren, uh, like polo shops. And so I went in there, they had ties, they had like a black bow tie, but no red tie, bow tie. I was like, damn it. Okay. I kept looking. I went to like three, four, five different stores and I was visualizing, okay, red bow tie, red bow tie, had it clear. And then I finally had an idea. I was like, well, I, I can't find it. I couldn't find it. I kept finding black bow ties. I was like, all right, I'll try just like making my red tie in a bow tie, into a bow tie. And I tried that. I looked up a YouTube video. I looked like a freaking clown. So I was like, that's not going to work. And so I was like, there's got to be a way. Like I was visualizing this for a whole full day. Like something's got to give. And so like we, I went out one more time and I had to ch exchange my helmet that I got from the moped company because it was like the visor kept like coming down. So I got a new one, went out, kept searching, still nothing. So now is the time for the dinner. It's like, all right, I got to go back. I, I failed in this case. So I go back, I'm like, you know, getting dressed and I look over where I put my helmet down, that new helmet that I got. And on the back of that helmet is a Hello Kitty with a freaking red bow tie in that hair of hers. No, man. <laughs> so I manifested the red bow tie, but not on me because I wasn't visualizing it, it on me. Wow. <laughs> So it was on that helmet. Yeah. I got the red bow tie, but I wasn't clear enough to see it, experience it as if it's on me. So in your visualizing, when you're clear on, it's not just clarity on like what's specific that you want. Like if it's a dollar amount being specific about the dollar amount, or if it's a job being specific about the job, but it's you, like when you visualize and you're clear on it, you must be in the experience. Wow. So what would have been correct for me would to visualize myself having the red bow tie and looking in the mirror and me like straightening that red bow tie, then I probably would have attracted it. But there's a powerful story. And uh, yeah, you just gave me uh, the golden answer mm. to how important clarity is in this process. Yeah. So let's <laughs> jump directly to something I wanted to sure. ask you. And also it's important for the listeners. What does a Kevin Carton do when he faces struggle? When he wakes up, he has a full day of coaching, maybe a speaking event, and you just feel down. And this, this veil, which you talked about before earlier, just mm. comes down on you. First step is meditating. Because I know yeah. like, to, to lift that veil and like, to get out of the struggle, because the struggle is created from our, our mind. And so when I start to, to calm my mind so that I like the thoughts aren't running me, but I choose my thoughts. Cause that's, that's what struggle is. That's what fear is. That's what that doubt is. It's our thoughts running us. We're not choosing our thoughts. So I meditate. That's something that I've, I've practiced with daily. And 
tuned into myself. And then there's another tool that is the number one spiritual tool I've ever learned. Like it's the most powerful one I've ever learned. And I practice it in meditation many times. And I think it happens naturally when we're in meditation, when you go deep is noticing what you're noticing. Because you may not have time, that, that much time to meditate. And so you maybe not get to that, that deep place of where you can notice what you're noticing, where you're not your thoughts, but you can uh, recognize and acknowledge those thoughts. And that place, when you get to that place of noticing what you're noticing, because you could do it not even in meditation, you could do it right now. Like just notice the tip of your nose, notice your left hand, notice your right foot, notice your belly button, notice and, the and rise what, and fall what Kevin back. here is referring to. I want to add something here. Yeah. It's just creating space. This is the power of meditation or breath or whatever, yoga, is mm. creating space between the, these fearful thoughts and these obstacles. And in that space, that is where the true power lies, the power to choose a new reality. Exactly. Yeah. Because when you notice, like what I was going with that exercise, like noticing all your body parts, notice that you could notice those body parts. And notice you can notice your thoughts. Like what thoughts have you been thinking about what Lauren and I have been sharing? Yeah. Like the thought, just allow them to pass. Like you notice them. And when you yeah. can notice what you're noticing, you can then choose a more empowering thought because you are connecting with who you really are as a spirit. Yeah. I love that because I'm just reading a book about one of the most famous trauma research is called the body keeps the score. Mm. Maybe you've heard of that book. Mm hmm a lot of people have read it and it's quite famous where he also says that what he's referring to is that trauma is exactly that, that people learn to self-regulate by, mm. by creating distance or by creating space and actually noticing what is going on. That's exactly the word I was searching mm. for. They're starting to notice what they're experiencing, but they're not getting sucked into it. Yeah. And that's the power. It's yeah. because I think a lot of people are trying also listeners, you try to get rid of it, but, mm -hmm. but it's like this pink elephant example. Try to not think of a pink elephant right now. <laughs> Everybody will think about it. Yeah. But create certain distance, allow it to be there. Don't pay much attention and it might just go away. Yeah, that's, I believe that's what the Buddhists talk about in terms of detachment. Yeah, I agree like, fully. I think a lot of people misunderstand what they mean by detachment. It's not that you're like detaching from reality. You're detaching yeah. from like the, the, like, the, like the holding on to that so that it's like, oh, this is me or this is it. You know, it's Absolutely. like you're more than that. It, it isn't a part of your experience, but you're more than that. So that's what I do. Connecting with that, that truth. Meditation, that's, that's an answer alone that's just totally enough because it's mm. the most powerful tool. I agree fully with you. Mm. I agree fully with you. So, Kevin, to wrap this up, yes. to end the podcast, I'm going to ask you five questions. Okay. And you are only allowed to say either one word or one sentence. Ooh. So you can just say one word or just one sentence, but okay. not more than that. All right, this is going to be and a challenge. And the last... The last now you're going to love this, man. <laughs> the last question is, I'm going to tell it to you anyway, but there you, you're able to say three sentences, but I'm going to repeat okay. it. All right. Sounds good. So the very first question is, what does the world need the most right now? One sentence or just one word? 
What does the world need the most right now? Soul. Soul. I love that. Yes. Connect to the soul. So question number two, if you would meet your 12-year-old self, what advice would you give yourself? Don't change. I love that. Don't change Don't who you change. are. Don't change who you are. Powerful. If you are stranded on a deserted island and you are only able to take one object with you, it could be an animal, it could also be a human or a physical object, what would that be? It's a good question. I have, there's so many variables, but I'm just going to go with it just as base levels. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I, I would take my girlfriend, Vivienne. There's tons well, of reasons why, but yeah, honestly, she would help me survive. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Great. So your girlfriend, the fourth question is what makes us humans so powerful? We are the offspring of a deathless soul. That's a wonderful answer and a very poetic one. I love that one. It's we not my are the offspring of a yeah. deathless soul. I forget who says that, but that's, that's yeah, that's why we're quoted, quoted by Anonymous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go. The most trickiest one is the last question. By the way, I love the answers you have given to the audience here and to me. If you were on your deathbed right now and you had to write down free teachings to leave the world with, what teachings would that be? So now you're able to say three sentences. Three sentences. Three teachings. This could also be three words only, which mm. is also, it's mm -hmm. also totally fine if you don't want to elaborate. Yeah. I'd say the first thing is like noticing what you notice what you're noticing. Second, enter the void. Enter the void. I mm -hmm. like that. And then finally, love yourself. Love yourself. Mm -hmm. So enter the void, love yourself, and notice what you're noticing. Yep. I love that. Thank you so much for joining the podcast, Kevin. Yes, you're welcome. Last question. Where yes. can people find you if they want to work with you, connect with you on a deeper level? Sure. So my website is kevincarton.com. Carton is spelled like a milk carton or an egg carton. Very easy. <laughs> And on Instagram is Kevin F. Carton. And uh, you can connect me with me there. Um, those are the two places that I hang out most. So guys, follow Kevin. And of course, also listen to his podcast. And yeah, if you really want to consider getting clear on your dreams and really going for your dream life, I would really recommend you to work with Kevin. Because as you can already see here in the podcasts, this guy is offering really potent and powerful energy. So much love, brother. I really you. appreciate you joining the podcasts. Thank you for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. Love you, brother. I appreciate it too. Love you too, brother. All right. Talk soon.